Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It does not take much to embarrass yours truly, but I am humiliated. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up! Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Jeanette, I like to think that all three of us, actually, you, me, Stone, we don't get embarrassed easily. I will talk about almost anything. Mm-hmm. Professionally, definitely. Personal lives, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the last time Stone gave me a, eh, stay away from that. Or you, Jeanette, said, ah, I'd rather not talk about that personal matter. I talk about my family all the time. My kids disrespecting me, calling me bruh, the whole thing. Um, it does. N- it, it, it takes a lot to embarrass me. I think it takes a lot to embarrass you, Jeanette. Yes, it does. In fact, I can't even remember. I've known you for, hell, almost 13, 14, 15 years at this point. Ugh. I don't know a time you've actually like been embarrassed, not talked about yourself in frank terms. Stone, same thing. Like someone, a high-profile athlete like Stone, it tends to be, well, used to be, uh, sensitive, hey. sensitive to outside thought, opinion, and Stone is very comfortable talking about his foibles and his quirks. If anything, we're the embarrassing ones. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. the ones who make everybody else feel embarrassed. Cr- yeah, we're the ones, we're the cringe inducers. 100%. I gotta say, for the first time in a long time, yours truly is embarrassed. And it is courtesy of the fan base of a team that I have been in love with since my earliest moments. Born and raised by Greg and Joyce up in suburban Chicago as a Chicago White Sox fan. And for my entire childhood, that chip on my shoulder because in a big baseball town like Chicago, it's the Cubs that have always reigned supreme, even though they were, uh, statistically speaking, Wins and losses speaking, the second team in Chicago. From a profile standpoint, oh, the charm of the ballpark. Oh, the Ivy. Oh, the losing history. The Cubs were always number one. They were owned by the Chicago Tribune. And me as a Chicago White Sox fan, I was very much like a a middle child, desperately, desperately seeking the attention of, uh, of the media of the baseball experts for any sort of validation of being a Chicago White Sox fan. Do you kind of, do you, I know that, you know, you've never been part of a fan base that had a, a brother or a sister, a brethren or a sisterhood in the same market, but do you kind of see where I'm coming from, how it's frustrating when you're a fan of a team passionately, but there's another team, same sport in your city, and they just, no matter what they do, they're known for losing and they get far and away better treatment. You know how frustrating that must feel? Absolutely. So, for me, I want to bring us to yesterday. This is our sister station, ESPN 1000 in Chicago. If you missed it over the weekend, and I'm not sure you would have seen this, Jeanette and Stone, did you, when I brought this up yesterday, did you know what had taken place over the weekend? I did. Okay. 
two White Sox fans at Guaranteed Rate Field were shot over the weekend during a White Sox A's game. Flat out shot inside the stadium, Guaranteed Rate Field. Fortunately, a woman was grazed in the midsection and another woman was shot in the foot. They both were able to seek medical attention. Both are fine. But then an investigation ensued from the Chicago Police Department. Uh, And the initial thought was, wait, how did a gun get into the ballpark? How did shots get fired in the ballpark? Or were shots fired from outside of the ballpark, which is a whole new um, uh, pile of problems, and then hit fans who were in the ballpark. So police have been investigating this, and it's been big news in Chicago. How did this happen? How did fans get shot while watching a White Sox game? Well, we got our answer yesterday. This is breaking news yesterday. ESPN 1000, our teammate, Peggy Kaczynski. So we had heard some reports earlier this week, and I can now confirm the shooting at Guaranteed Rate Field during the White Sox game. Not only did it happen inside the ballpark, but it was an accidental discharge from a gun that was snuck in by one of the women who was grazed by the bullet. Oh, boy. And she got through metal detectors. Even though the detectors went off, she got through the metal detectors because she hid the gun in her belly fat. In her boiler? This is not... This is serious, serious. I kid you not... I can she confirm hit it this. In her boiler? She hit it in the folds in her of rolls? her belly. Yes. So I'm trying to compartmentalize this, okay? I am a I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. That means I'm a fan of a team that uh that threw a whole damn World Series back in 1919. I'm the fan of a team that had the back end of a double header in the 70s canceled because a disco demolition destroyed the field at Comiskey Park. I'm the fan of a team that flirted with moving to St. Petersburg from the south side of Chicago before they got a new stadium. I'm the fan of a team that in 2002 had its fans run out onto the field and attack a Kansas City Royals first base coach. I'm the fan of a team that the very next season, in a game I was in attendance for, fans of the team I love ran onto the field and attacked first base umpire Laz Diaz. The White Sox somehow made it through all of that. Continued on, won a World Series, business as usual. But now, in 2023, a White Sox fan shooting herself and another fan with a firearm that she smuggled into the White Sox park in her belly fat. Not quite sure there's any way to come out of it if you're the Chicago White Sox. Not quite sure there's any way to recover from that. And my suggestion is... Just end it. Just wrap it up, pack it up, we're done here. Because for the rest of my life, Jeanette, no matter how many championships the White Sox win, 
no matter how many Hall of Famers the White Sox organization produces, there will always be a Cubs fan who says, hey, Ken, remember that time that that fat woman snuck a gun into the ballpark in her fat roll and then shot herself? And I'll have to acknowledge, ah, yes, I do recall that. And it tarnishes everything the White Sox do going forward. I think you should just own it. You know, just pull the White Sox fans. You know, we built different. We different. I tell you what, as a White Sox fan, I am lipid. But really, Ken. <laughs> Thank you, Stone. A little late. Yeah, that's fine. I actually used this information yesterday to uh, for financial gain. Once I found out what had happened here at a guaranteed rate field, mm-hmm. I parlayed the Baltimore Orioles money line last night against the Chicago White Sox at minus 270. How'd that go for you? <laughs> it went well. Yeah. They blew them out 9-3. to three. Yeah. So I made some money off of uh, old, old belly fat here. You see? Right so now. a winner. I figured there's no way the White Sox win a baseball game. The day after this is reported, there's just no way. So I, uh, I cashed in. Right now with the White Sox, it is cholesterol bad. Is this helping you go and process? I think it is a coping mechanism. Being a White Sox fan. Yeah. This is really, really, really lard for me to accept. Or you can just jump, jump ship and become a Cubs fan. That's not happening. Oh, you have options. I thought yeah, Jeanette that was, was a, a joke. funny joke. Yeah, right. Jeanette did make a funny okay. joke. That's a great okay. point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, it deserved rim shot. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've been embarrassed as a fan before, but this, I, I just don't know how you can recover from this. I already have a very small fan base as it is, especially here in South Florida. There's me and like one other human being down here that love the Chicago White Sox, okay? So I am a blip on the sports radar. I pay attention to the Marlins. Am I a fan? Nah, not after what they did to Ozzy a number of years ago. Um, I do always respect the Marlins for what they did to the Cubs in 2003. Shout out, Juan Pierre, Mike Lowell. But as a White Sox fan... This is the most I've ever been embarrassed as a fan, even after the first base coach attack, even after the umpire attack. And again, these are words I'm saying right now. Like These are actually, Jeanette, real words I'm saying. I'm looking it up on YouTube. Like, and the first base coach, Tom Gamboa, got messed up. Like That was a bad, 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 bad situation. Too. And it was a father and son combination that jumped out of the stands in 2002 and beat this guy up. Like, we're dirtbags. White Sox fans are scumbag dirtbag. Southside? And the one thing, like, and, and, and in Chicago, you know how there's, you're always going to have stereotypes. And so Cubs fans are yuppie or frat boy, um, uh, you, you know, binge drinking young dopes. Yeah, like right? the finance guys. They, 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 they are there for the party. They don't know the sport, right? That's the Cubs fan stereotype in Chicago. White Sox fans, they know the game, but they're poor, and they're disgusting, and they're jobless, and they're fat slobs. That's the stereotype. This doesn't help that. A whole-ass woman, a whole-ass woman, apparently, so rotund 
that she had enough fat roll to turn it into an impromptu compartment, fit a firearm into the fat roll, and was able to beat security and confiscate it into guaranteed right field before she promptly shot that fat roll accidentally. I'm going to see if I can find an image of her. Because how big do you have to be to put a gun? And what was the gun? Do we know the size of the gun? It's probably a pistol. Yeah, it's probably a pistol. I mean, if she, if it was something semi-automatic, that's, that's actually impressive. That's what I want to see. Like, what? No, it's got to be a pistol. Oh, it's a handgun for but sure. But if you, if you have, like, let's, even if it's a, a pistol, you've got to be getting work in at the buffet to roll up like that. And to have the ability to, again, create a compartment that is capable of not only storing said gun, but also storing the gun where the metal detector is not able to detect it because there's layers that are surrounding it. Like this, this woman has been doing work. Not only that, but I'm willing to bet this wasn't her first time, too. Like, she's oh, no, you done don't just, this before. Yeah. You don't just say on a random Saturday night, um, man, I wonder if I could get this gun into the game. Hold on, let me lift my shirt up and see. Oh, that's perfect. No, you're right. She's done this before. And it's not like, like I, putting it, tucking it in your jeans, the, waist, the waistband of your jeans. No, this was legitimately in a fat roll. Like, yeah. in, inside a fat roll, like, surrounded. For sure, and I know many women outside of myself have done this, sneaking things into concerts or sporting events um, underneath your chest mm-hmm. because you're able to. Right, because that that is a fortunate anatomical feature of women. That works. It has many times. So, and it's like the small liquor bottles you can put. I've done like two under each, and it's worked perfectly fine. But I don't think... Like a, a gun, like a pistol? Mm. Like you said, that's some put some work. I, I, there's no picture of her on the internet. Yeah, we haven't look. seen any reports. I have a question, and I don't know if you're you know, even able to answer it. Is she facing jail time in this spot? Or, or I would think she will. Is this a felony? And if so, for what? Like, well, well, what are we calling this? I mean, illegal discharge of a firearm. Okay. And she also snuck a firearm into a place where firearms aren't allowed. So I'm sure there's actually a multitude of charges. I was going to say, definitely for walking into the ballpark with a firearm, because you can't do that yeah. in any sporting event. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not, a, not a good thing. Not a good thing for her. So I think we'll eventually see what she looks like. Um... I don't know how to come back from this, to be quite honest. This is humiliating. What was the the, the big guy from Austin Powers? Uh, fat Bastard. Yeah, him. Like, that's somebody who can sneak a gun in, multiple pistols in a game. The problem is, that character was fake. But this is real, so get, I want to see this woman. This is going to hit like Donald Trump's mugshot when, <laughs> when, uh, when uh, a picture of her gets posted to the internet. What if, what if she also claims she's 215? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way. You can't be 215 sneaking pistols in two ballparks. 
Mastone ad. I just don't. I don't. I don't understand how. Like the White Sox are already. They're twenty five games under five hundred. Okay. Let's they're think- awful. And then this. And then you're like, oh my god, someone got a gun into the game, and there was a shooting. My god. But then this adds another layer. No pun intended to this entire entire disaster of a season that the person who got shot shot herself. But it's because the gun was probably jostled in her fat roll and then it shot another person and it's a whole thing now. I'm, I, I just want to know the strategy. Like, get her in jail, ask her the questions because, like, number one, how big is she? How many layers are there? How many rolls are there? Was it between the rolls? Was it underneath the belly? Like, right before you get to the bottom was part of the Was it a back roll? That's what I'm saying. Like, how was it done? And not only that, but, like, were shirts involved in, as well for the metal detectors? Like, how thick do you have to be? Well, that's another thing, too. Like, are you serious that these metal metal detectors at the White Sox game could not permeate through a little bit of, uh, of fat? To, to, to detect the pistol. Clearly she knew that or else she wouldn't have done it. I think it's more embarrassing if that thing starts beeping off. I guess you could blame it on your belt or something and say, hey, come on by. So oh, maybe how about you're beep. just like, oh, I forgot it was in there. It, I mean, there's that. Or it beeps and you're just like, oh, I took everything out of my pockets and they're like, yeah. it's all right. There's a line oh, behind you. You're good. How did that get there? Right. Yeah. But how many tactics? Like she can't be the only person doing this as well. Uh, yeah. I mean. Like when you go to theme parks. I mean. You get some big people in there. Hmm. Is she the Neil Armstrong of fat roll gun carrying smuggling? Yeah, yeah, she is. Because I've never heard of this before. I didn't know if it. I didn't know it was possible. So for me, I'm very embarrassed, and I'm just wondering because I think I I need I need to know that there are those that have found embarrassment in their respective fan base as well. Because I feel like I'm on an island right now. I asked Jeanette. Hey, uh, Bucks fan, Magic fan, when have you been embarrassed? FAU fan, embarrassed by your fan base. And Jeanette's like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember. I have a lot of pride, and, and I've always been on board with my fan base. We're very classy, elegant yeah. fan bases. My experience as a fan could not be further from the truth. And I, in addition to being a White Sox fan, which is maybe the most embarrassing fan base in all of sports, I mean, give me another fan base who has, has in their lifetime gone through fans attacking first base umpire and umpire in a game and then fan uh, smuggling gun in fat roll into a game. Like there, there's, We're one of one. I'm, I am a fan of a team that has a fan base that has checked all those boxes. I'm one of one. But I'm also a Dolphins fan. And to further add to the attacking of the first base coach, I saw the video on YouTube, and they went full wind-up swinging. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just no, like a terrible one, two. It was the windmill, yeah. then the down, shirts off. It was a legit brawl. They're terrible people. They're absolutely terrible people. But think about it. Like, that was humiliating, embarrassing. You feel badly. Same thing with Laz Diaz, the umpire getting attacked. But I, this, this, because it will never die. It will never die. I, I, I mean... I will be on my deathbed. I'm 39. Let's just give it a solid, I don't know, 50. I'll give myself benefit of the doubt. I eat well. 50 years from now, I'm laying on my deathbed, and someone is going to come up to me, and I say, thank you for coming to see me. It makes me feel very, very relaxed and appreciative that you would see me in my dying moments, and they'll say, Ken. Remember when that fat woman smuggled a gun in a fat roll into the White Sox game? And then I'll say, uh, and then I'll be, I'll be dead. Stone, are you saying that line or am I? 
I don't know. Either or. Either okay. or. I'm definitely throwing it at him, though, right, as he's on the doorstep. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure who has the, the privilege right, of to do it. Right on the doorstep. When were you most embarrassed by your fan base? Because I'm there right now. Happened to me as of yesterday at 1.50 p.m. Eastern Time. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. When were you most embarrassed by your fan base? Hell, maybe it's Canes fans every year. We're back. We're back. Mario. It could be. Could be. But this is humiliating for me. Kevin in Lake Worth on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Kev? Hey, Ken. So I'm actually coming with some breaking news. Uh, they, they've actually found that she smuggled more things into the game. Um she fa- they found that she smuggled in the friend that she actually shot. Uh, she smuggled in a uh, some bottle of uh, of some drinking material. Uh, it sounds like oh yep, she stopped at the corner hot dog stand and got six hot dogs and smuggled those in as well. So she's actually not in trouble for the gun part. She's in trouble for uh, the free ticket that she got her friend and all the merchandise that she got into the game. Thank you, Kev. Should we rim shot him? Sure. He put in good effort. Yeah, I'll agree with that statement. Big respect, Kev. Oh, God. How are you feeling, Ken? Are you okay? No, this is humiliating. If this happened, let's be clear, too. If this happened in a season where the White Sox were good, this is totally different. You forgot that your boy got knocked out after starting right. a fight. I totally forgot about that. This is the same season where Tim Anderson started a fight <laughs> and got knocked out. Down goes Anderson! Down goes Anderson! I mean, this is miserable. Yep. I, think about this. I have had a year where Florida Atlantic went to the final damn four. Mm. One of the greatest sports moments of my existence, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, in the pantheon of Ken Levicka's greatest sports moments, there's Chicago White Sox winning the World Series 2005. There is the Steve Bartman incident, 2003. That's a close number two to the White Sox winning the World Series. Why? Because I'm petty. And then number three is Florida Atlantic going to the Final Four, even ahead of Chicago Bulls championships as a kid, okay? So I had a top three, top three sports moment of my life into the most improbable NBA Finals run of all time with Jimmy Butler in the Heat, into one of the most improbable Stanley Cup Final runs of all time with the Florida Panthers. It was amazing. It was awesome. And all the while, there's this undercurrent of crap. It's like in, uh, it's like in, uh, in the Ghostbusters movie, when underneath New York <laughs> City, there's that slime, that slime that develops in the sewer system, and they're all trying to go down and figure out why is there this slime? What's happening? It's Ghostbusters 2. Why is this happening? Why, why, what, 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 what supernaturally is taking place here under New York City? It's like that. There was that undercurrent of terribleness, of foreboding evil. And the entire time, it was the Chicago White Sox. Loss after loss after loss after loss after loss. Tim Anderson picking a fight, getting knocked out in a baseball fight, knocked out in a baseball fight, and now, fat woman, firearm, fat roll, ballpark, shooting herself and her friend. All of that, after the greatest seven months of my sports life collectively, into that. And I'm humiliated now. Well, you had so many good things going for you, covering up the poop mess, like you used a ghost rub. 
Ghostbusters reference. I have no idea what you were talking about with the Ghostbusters. You? I was wondering. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of, especially the second one, where Scott Pesetnik is the lead role. And and I love Ghostbusters. I'm a huge fan. So I support Ken in that analogy. Scott Pesetnik is the only player from the 2005 team he knows because I yelled at him one time for not knowing who Scott Pesetnik is. He was the leadoff man. Former Milwaukee Brewer, if you're scoring at home. How about that? I just learned who Scott Pesetnik is. You should look him up. He's pretty cute. Ken, as far as fandom goes, what does this do for the future? Are you just talking a big game, and of course you're going to root, root, root for the team next year, or are you really trying to cut ties, or have you not actually well, decided I'm yet? not ready to cut ties, but what I am willing to do is really scale back. No rim shot for that? He wasn't paying attention, no, so I, 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 that was I, his best one He went to the coffee. He went to the coffee, and I thought he was... Uh, Scale back. Is scale. It, is it scale. Scale. Like back. weight. Like scale. Thank you. It was too good to the fact that I didn't even know it was a joke. Yeah. Some of his best work right oh. there. So I thought it was a Ghostbusters ghost dinosaur yeah. scale. What Sorry. was the name of the ghost uh, that eats everything? Like, they, Slimer. That's uh, Slimer. That's my boy. He's green. Um, uh, when you were most embarrassed by your fan base, when was that? I need some consolation. I need to know I'm not by myself in this club of being humiliated, embarrassed by your fan base. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The only thing that I can come up with is uh, when I went to FAU football games as a fan post-graduation, and former alum would wear like UM, FSU, oh, and UF see, that's stuff. bad. That's bad. That's embarrassing. I was like, we yeah. literally graduated together. We've tailgated. I know you went to FAU for sure. Why are you wearing a Winston jersey? Or, well, it was back then mm-hmm. they had the number. But why are you supporting him? Why are you supporting Tebow? Like, no, we are FAU. That's the only embarrassing thing that I can come around with my fan bases. Now, I don't I, know if to be fair, you. when you graduated the team... Not very good. No, not at all. But still, like you are here. At least the five of us that are in the stands need to show our biggest support That's to a great the organization. Point. That's a great point. And Alfred Morris was like still playing in the NFL. Yeah, sure. So go get his jersey. Exactly. Uh when were you most embarrassed by your fan base? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media is pretty busy on it. At KLV 106.3. At KLV 106.3. Hey, if you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today baptist south orthopedic care has offices conveniently located in palm beach county through the florida keys learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho when were you most embarrassed by your fan base 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 we'll take your calls we'll take your social media at klv 1063 when we come back on a wednesday it's a humiliation wednesday i am down in the dumps i will never ever ever in my lifetime see the white Sox recover from a woman who snuck a gun into a game in her fat roll and then shot herself and her friend.
This is a low point, friends. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. I am trying to think of a time that I used my anatomy to sneak anything in anywhere, and I'm dainty. It didn't, I'm not capable of doing so. Like, you've obviously, you've snuck beers in a jacket. Um, you, I mean, that's like the extent. Like, my wife has snuck food, ice cream into a movie theater. I've seen her put stuff under her chest region to get into places. Like, what's a thing that you fit in your, how do I put, your woman pockets, Jeanette? I've definitely put... I don't know what I'm doing. Small liquor bottles. <laughs> like okay. shooters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, beef jerky packets. I've done that a couple times. <laughs> I'm sure that smells great under there. Not only... <laughs> On a hot summer day. Whatever. You know, you get to a certain point of being drunk. You're just like, give me your beef jerky and you just whip it out from under your bra and it works perfectly. <laughs> oh, God. That is gnarly. <laughs> um, I mean, and, I'd probably eat it still, but that's gnarly. That's what I'm saying. It, it was, I've snuck in like snacks. Like, I have these almonds next to me. Like, if I put them in, like, Ziploc bag, I can sneak them in. That's actually a really good, if you're a woman, if you're a female, that is a really good asset to have is that that chest asset. Because we can't do that. It's not like uh, you're stuffing stuff into your pants, like tucking it underneath, you know, your package. That would be so disgusting. There's not disgusting. enough stability. Yeah, and that's gross. Like that's, that's sweaty and nasty. And smelly. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. And it's not easily accessible. Like a woman could just go whoop Literally. out of the yeah. woman pocket. We'd have to walk a, a guy, little different. Yeah, you're walking a little different, and then you got to stick your whole ass hand down your pants to retrieve what you have, uh, you've set aside. Yeah. Listen, women don't have a lot of privileges in this world, you know? That's one of them. Leave us in our pockets alone. Just appreciate them for what they are, and you're welcome. By the way, has anybody ever used the term woman pockets? No, they haven't. They haven't. I feel like we've broken some ground here today. What else? I mean. Oh, God. That's what just is what we do on this show. Yeah. You can tell it's Wednesday. We're loose. Uh, when were you the most embarrassed by your fan base? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ernesto in Boynton. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Can you guys hear me clearly? Because the past couple of times I've been dropped, I've been disconnected. No, the I'm problem good. is, I'm can right? you hear us? We can hear you. Can you hear us, Ernie? I can hear you loud and clear. Uh, Hello, Janet. Hola, bello. All right, guys, let's go with this. I am a Knicks fan. I am a New York fan. I'm a Met fan. Uh, embarrassment? Oh, you can't say anything better than them playing for a playoff game and winning one playoff game and then shutting down 7th Avenue <laughs> like if they won the final. Come on! Oh, Are you serious? That's embarrassing, Ken. That's yep. embarrassing. You know what? You had one idiot. We had thousands of idiots closing down 7th Avenue, making it look like the finals. We won the finals and... And we got the MVP. I mean, seriously, I mean, that's embarrassing. What happened to you was just one knucklehead that ruined it for everybody. And to be honest, you should call them not woman pockets. You should call them just pouches. Pouches. 
pouches. Mm. Uh, thank you uh, for the call, Ernie. Uh, he's right. Do we still have the Knicks fans from the postseason uh, during the Knicks uh, Heat playoff I mean, series? Of course we do. Just dig that for is, a little bit. But that is one of my favorite times of the year for content. The overreacting oh, yeah, sure. Knicks fans. I live for that content. Like and clockwork. I think I've been on this radio where it's like I'm waiting for the Instagram or site talk New York City. Yeah, right, right, right. Bing bong. Right, that's that's that, where Bing Bong was invented. Exactly. But after it's they, my favorite Instagram account during any Knicks fan. The one win. game, the one game that they they beat Trey Young in the playoffs three years ago. Uh, what what Ernie's talking about? They literally shut down the streets outside of Madison Square Garden, jumping on cars for one win in a first round playoff series. Do we have uh, Do we have uh, Knicks fans acting like clowns? We do. Okay, here we go. Here's let's let's relive. The dumbassery of Knicks fans here on Ken Levick Alive. I have a question for you, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> do you wish you came to the Knicks? <laughs> Knicks and mother <laughs> seven. Knicks and seven. Knicks and seven. I'm smoking it at my heavy packet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it has nothing to do with any of it. No, just brings. Great, it's great. That was that was a better time. That was that was back in better times. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Suck more, Uh, Jay and Wes Palm on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Jay. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, brother? When when have you been embarrassed by your fan base? Oh, man, it's funny. This is really funny. It's ironic. I'm embarrassed right now because, listen, you asking Shorty about the woman pockets (laughs) and then her proceeding to say that she places small bottles of liquor in said lady pockets, I, I need that to go nationwide. It was Howard Stern-esque. <laughs> it was, I, I loved it. But yeah, I was a little embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jay, I tell you what, we, uh, we're we just, uh, I told you, we're loose. Uh, we haven't been drinking, but that may start soon. I'm more like, what was the embarrassing part of it? I do it Listen. again tonight. Let's go Listen. to a concert, Jay. <laughs> You'd be all liquored up. Listen. Don't worry. If you're gonna women pockets, I'm hearing it's two words: women and then pockets. My mind automatically goes ah, to yeah, two that's pockets. A good, uh, I'm yeah. sure there's more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sure there's others. Uh, I could have thought that out a little bit better. And all of that. Yeah, I could have thought that out a little bit better. You're right, Jay. You're totally right. Appreciate the call, Jay. Hey, but this is our. Sh- we don't prepare anything. Well, remember how you <laughs> not opened a single it, thing. You ever. O- you opened the show about how we're not embarrassed by anything. I think that pretty much st- makes my statement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeanette's living it in real time. In real time. Right now. <laughs> right now. Uh, let me get to social media. We actually had, so so in, uh, Brandon, uh, he messages in, what am I listening to today? Brandon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Brandon. Get it together. I mean, Brandon, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't know. Uh, when were you most embarrassed by your fan base on social media at KLV1063? Uh, Casey messages in when Kyle Orton chants erupted at Dolphins camp. 
Uh, do you remember this at all, Stone? Jeanette, do you remember this? This no. is when you were in college, I believe, Jeanette. Stone, do you recall this? I don't recall this. All right. I, I lived it. That's when I was covering the Dolphins on a daily basis. Let me bring you to training camp 2011, okay? Long gone were the halcyon days of, of Tony Sperano leading the Dolphins to the playoffs unexpectedly in 2008, going from 1-15 to AFC East champions. This was 2011, and this was the first public scrimmage of the year at what was then Dolphin Stadium. And so everybody's happy, and hey, football's back. And Chad Henney and his football team marched out onto the field at Dolphin Stadium for a free scrimmage for the fans on a Saturday afternoon. So an hour in, Chad Henney, incompletion. Incompletion, incompletion, gets intercepted, incompletion, starts to get booed by the about 9,000, 10,000 in attendance at Dolphin Stadium on this Saturday afternoon. Those boos soon turn to, we want Orton. Stop. We want Orton. How embarrassing. Because two days prior, there were rumors starting to percolate that Kyle Orton of the Denver Broncos at that time was on the trade block. That was humiliating. When you have a fan base that at some point was chanting for Kyle Orton, you're right, Casey, that is the apex of fan base humiliation. You know that's submission number one, social media, but that's got to be the best one so far. That's pretty, pretty good. didn't know that one existed. Kyle Orton, another guy with a a beautiful set of lettuce on top of his head. Oh, no doubt. Mm, a no salad, doubt. not a salad. It's mm, a lettuce? No, it's lettuce. It's, okay. it's lettuce. We're looking, dude. Good lettuce. Uh, David, uh, college, college stone, college, Kyle Orton. Where did he go? College, Kyle Orton, college, Kyle Orton. Um, let's go Central Michigan. Show me Purdue. Purdue. Oh, boiler up. Yep. Uh, David uh, messages in when Dolphins fans got excited about John Beck. It's funny. We were talking about John yeah, Beck we yesterday. Were. He was my Dolphins quarterback nightmare uh, of all time, John Beck, Cleo Lemon were your starting quarterbacks in 2007 for Cam Cameron and the Miami Dolphins. Great. Yikes. Uh, what an era. Uh, big Punisher messages. Uh, UF Appreciation Day at Hard Rock Stadium because Tim Tebow was playing. That was the infamous Tebow game against the Dolphins where they came back from down 15 with four minutes left to go. Uh, that was Florida Gators Appreciation Day. Created by Nat Moore. Yep. I roll. Uh, Chris says, I root for the Mets daily. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, di- Yankees fans can also be there too, so maybe we just see a Yankee baseball fan. I was going to say, being a New York baseball fan right now, miserable. Uh, Darren messages in. Most embarrassing thing in my mind is Marlins fans who bought tickets after the fact to the Roy Halladay perfect game. That was a Marlins marketing ploy when Halladay pitched the perfect game against the Marlins. Uh, the Marlins, after the fact, sold tickets to fans for purchase. So that fans could then act as if they were at the game. They had a piece of history, memorabilia, selling tickets to a game that had already happened for cost. And Marlins fans bought them. I want to meet that marketing director. I was just going to say, that's a hustle. I don't hate that at all. I don't either. In 10 years, 15, I guess now, at this moment in time, there's nobody to tell you that ticket's fake. The essence of the Jeffrey Loria and David Sampson ownership of the Marlins was, hey, how can we milk more money out of our fans? Here, here's a ticket that nobody will have any idea if you were at the game or not. Well, you mentioned Loria, and I, this, I think, it is embarrassing as a Marlins fan when they opened, Lone, now Lone Depot Park, and they had Muhammad Ali 
and Jeffrey Loria throw the first pitch. Yeah. The good that was embarrassing. That was so the the opening of Marlins Park. This was 2011. Was it 2011, 2012? Yes. It was right before I graduated FAU. Um, yeah, they, they, Jeffrey Loria trotted out a very ill Muhammad Ali from center field. Mm-hmm. They walked this man who it was, was a golf cart. What, oh, it was on a golf cart. You're right. And then cart. they walked him from, uh, uh, they walked him from like the infield dirt to yep. the, to the mound. But he is just in the throes of late stage Parkinson's at this point. He can barely move. And they are dragging this poor man out for cheap applause. It was so gross. It was uncomfortable. So gross because he was in such bad shape. And there's Loria with this big beaming smile on his face. Now, luckily, from a fan base perspective, like of course the Marlins would do something like this with Laurie and Samson, right? <laughs> the fan base wasn't as receptive to uh, basically showing off Muhammad Ali as a, uh, uh, a, a show-and-tell item. So that was good. The Marlins fan base largely was not into that stunt right there. If you're talking about Loria being the one, you know, always searching for money, how is uh, what Nat Moore and that Tim Tebow Appreciation Day any different? You were just searching for it. Well, knowing it, that the Gators fans will fill that place up. Yeah. Well, it was it was embarrassing because they were t- two pronged. That's the stadium that the Miami Hurricanes play in. First of all, so Canes right. fans, Canes fans were pissed off. Why are you having a Gators Day at our home stadium? Right. <laughs> um, right. And then, so yes, you're right. It's money making, but it also was. It was very, they've never had a Florida Gators Appreciation Day after the fact. I wonder why. The blowback was huge. So it was Canes fans saying, what the hell? Like, that's bull bleep. And then it was Tebow fans coming out. So they're going to cheer for the Broncos. So then the Dolphins fans are like, what the hell? So it was, it was Nat Moore's Florida Gators Appreciation Day. Yeah, did it get asses in the seats? No doubt about it. Because Tim Tebow, the spectacle, was coming in, and then Tim Tebow did holy things to win that football game, which was all but over with six minutes left to go. That said, it's one of the biggest marketing disasters in Dolphins history right there. I mean, yeah, once Baker Mayfield fails in the, like, the first three games as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting quarterback, they're probably going to put Kyle Trask in. And once Kyle Trask cements itself, they're probably going to do... A Gators day, too, but it's the Gators supporting the home team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right, right. Not it would make the complete much more sense. opposite yeah. of what they did with Tebow. Um, if Kyle Trask becomes the quarterback, like what is the – you had time to bake. Time to bake is the slogan. Time to bake. The Buccaneers put that out on a graphic, on an image. Time to bake. What does Kyle Trask back that Trask up? Hey! <laughs> mm, Trasking for trouble. So much. Oh, Buccaneers call us. Uh huh. I am just hype about that already. Kyle Trask won't see the field. I mean, all injuries aside, Baker gets hurt maybe, but uh, I don't want to hear Kyle Trask's name. I w- I just want to if yes, back that Trask up. Yeah. Let's go. I think we're. I put think it, we're in put it behind juvenile track. Hell yeah. Oh. I, we, we finally did something on this show today. It took us 48 minutes, but we finally did something productive. I feel great about that. Uh, you'll feel great about Dr. Neil Goldhaber. If you have ear issues, nose issues, throat concerns, snoring problems, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. I'm sure he is proud to be associated with the first 47 minutes and 22 seconds of this radio show today. He's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. If you have any 
ENT problems. He is the ENT extraordinaire, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, one of those suffering New York baseball fans that we spoke of, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. He's been doing it for decades. He really is someone who uh, is an authority in the community, just improving your lifestyle. So many of you walk around with ear problems, nagging nasal issues, throat concerns. A lot of you snore. There are treatments for these people. There are treatments, and a lot of times it's physical ailments. It is structural problems that cause these. Dr. Neil Goldhaber has been treating these for decades. Don't suffer. Stop suffering. Your sports suffering's bad enough. Why should you do so physically? Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. That's goldhabersinus.com. It's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. When we return, Jeanette has a message for you men. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, Jeanette, you remember when last year going to Canes games with my wife, I was 0 for 3 when it came to staying awake through the game. Complete failure. Yep. 0 for 3. Too drunk to stay awake. Sleepy time for your boy. I failed three times. Not once, not twice, but three times. So this Friday... Miami against Miami of Ohio. Looking to start 2023 off with a bang. Your boy's looking to stay awake. All right. My first go of it in 2023. Have you learned from your lessons? Like, I what hope. are you going to do differently now? I hope. And what's not helping my cause is that my wife, her, her parking this year is in the green lot, which is the lot that opens at like 1 o'clock. It's the quieter lot. I don't think it's in the west the West lot anymore. Like the West is where the strippers happen and like the Trump flags and all that stuff. Like that's just the wild, wild West. Like literally. Loki sounds fun. No, it's fine. It's good. It's loud. It's strippery. It's, it's, it's full of woman pockets. Unhinged. Yeah, it's unhinged. Uh, it smells like wheat. Nice. But, but one o'clock. Like that's like, I'll do the show and then we're right off to the stadium. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I feel good about it though. I feel like I've learned some things. Good luck out there. Thanks. Godspeed. Uh, we have, uh, we've been talking about branding and marketing. We're trying to help the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When, when Baker Mayfield won the number one quarterback job, uh, the slogan the Buccaneers went with on a graphic that they released, the team, it was time to bake. Time to bake. We weren't impressed by that. I remember, Stone, you you said what? what yeah, and you're a Baker Mayfield guy. You're like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. Not at all. Not feeling that. Time to bake. Jeanette was definitely not into it at all. Didn't we do something off of it? What did we do off of it? Yeah, the production crew went off, and they put my face on Baker Mayfield's body. Oh, yeah. We also played tunes, and we tried to brand all the other quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, yeah, we tried to brand. This is an ongoing series called Branding Quarterbacks here on Ken LeVick Alive. Why don't we give it a little taste? Do we have have any of those, Stone? And I know I'm, like, throwing things at you. No, of course. Stand by. Um, uh, Because we took time to bake. We, we, we were trying to show the Buccaneers how it's actually done, and so we gave slogans to other NFL quarterbacks like uh, Anthony Richardson 
of the Colts. I believe Justin Fields of the Bears was in there as well. A whole Daniel variety. Daniel Jones in there. Daniel Jones was you in did there. Mac Jones. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. We did. We did Mac Jones here. Let's just. Let, who do we have here? Stone. Whoever you want. Uh, why don't we start with Anthony Richardson? Here's the in, in, in like time to bake Baker Mayfield. Uh, here's good stuff. Here's Anthony Richardson. Our slogan for him. Anthony Richard gonna beat you, son. <laughs> yeah, and that's good. That's hard. What about Justin Fields, Chicago Bears? Justin Fields. Just in your grill, Fields. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Uh, Daniel Jones, Jeanette. Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback. Daniel Jones. Yeah, let's do it. Daniel Jonesing to beat your ass. There we go. <laughs> So, in that same vein, we're trying to, just in case Baker Mayfield does go down, we're trying to come up with a Buccaneers slogan for, for Kyle Trask. And so, uh, let's start with, uh, with our musical uh, idea. Uh, you all remember Juvenile, the, the great Juvenile. I don't think he's passed. I just no, spoke of no, him. He's, yes. I, I'm speaking of him as if he is, he's passed away. Oh, he's but let's, uh, let's go ahead and... Re- there we go. Hey, I, I just feel like... This is going to be good. We'll wait for the hook here because this is the key part. If you want to market, you want to brand, you got to make sure people know this. The clean version, by the way. <laughs> and everybody's up and everybody's dancing. Right. Nobody, nobody stands still to this song. Yeah. Raymond James Stadium just going berserk. It's Florida at yeah. its finest. It's coming. Don't worry. I'm already losing it. I'm already at the When you back that trash up. Oh, did I did I come? Yes, it's a long. It's a long, it's a long. Juvenile, get there. We've got to brand them. There we go. Now we go. Here we go. Oh, not yet. I forgot how long this was. But it's worth waiting because it's this good. It's this go. gold. Back that trash up. No! You backed that trash up. And all that way, and you failed miserably. All right. People already on top of the pirate ship, working, losing their dang minds, yeah. liquor bottles flipping all over the place, and that's what you're going to come up with. I'm sorry. Clean you get version the idea. Yeah, the, it was the clean version that messed me up. You're it right. was. It was. Juvenile should not be consumed cleanly. Exactly. Right. Uh, back that trash up. I think that that's that's. I need some swag under it. Yeah, I need you some swag. I need a little hood. I need a little something. Ken, you can't just. Well, be that's going, not. That's not for me. Back that trash up. <laughs> what is that? No. Just, uh, we're just spitballing. This is uh, <laughs> this is just a board meeting here. And then and then uh, this is from Travis. This is from Travis. Attitude Era WWE Road Dog Jesse James. This. This right here, also, also a winner. Uh, you don't, you don't have that. <laughs> I, I don't have that. You don't have. I sent it to you. <laughs> I sent it to you. Just check real quick. Check, check real quick. We need check a, real we quick. need a, we need a good conversation. Go. Yeah. With the production. yeah, it's the second thing I sent you, or the first thing I sent you during the break while you were. Uh, there we go. Okay, because again, again, we need to make sure that this is out there to the masses. We're helping the Buccaneers. And okay. I appreciate all your help. Uh, we do. We'll give royalties to uh, to uh, to Travis. Here we go, Stone. Ready? Oh, you didn't know. 
Your Trask better call somebody! There it is. Cannon fired! There we go. Up. Buccaneers walking on the field. Touchdown pass. Inevitable W. That! So there we go. So, so, your Trask better call somebody or back that Trask up. Bucks, you're welcome. All for free. All for free, right there for you. Uh, she's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.